All right, welcome back, everyone, to another fun-filled week of college football. This is Tyler. I'm here with Brandon, as always. So we're here to to bullshit a little about some college football and all the craziness that's going on around this week because there's been no shortage of fun things to look at, for sure. I'm here to talk shit, so that's what you're going to get. Yeah. So... So first off, we wanted to kind of recap from last week. You know, we were going up before the the championship games for the conference championships, and there were some pretty interesting games, no no lie. Um, we got quite a good bit of entertainment from those. And uh, you did. I didn't. Well, yeah, and, and our, <laughs> our, fa- our favorite team didn't quite get to show off again the coastal carolina beachcocks got their game postponed because of covid covid issues inside yeah. their own program so they're 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 labeled co sunbelt champions which is the most covid thing i can think of they got robbed yeah absolutely yeah fucking robbed but yeah we had a pretty mild slate of college football for championship weekend and a lot of stuff happened this weekend that i'm not real happy about yeah, um, the well, outside outside of the championship games, um, you know, some some pretty decent ones. We'll get into the the not so happy things here in just a second. Um, just as a recap for those who may not have paid much attention to it, um, of course, our our super unhappy issue we had a few weeks ago. You know, Ohio State getting pushed in. You know, the the rules getting bent for Ohio State once again because. The Big Ten has nothing else that will make people watch them other than Ohio State. Well, they don't. Uh, they don't have anybody that can produce. So right. that that's really their only. That's their darling. So. Yeah, that's their big cash cow. They have to have Ohio State and everything because that's really yeah. the only, so, only good team in their conference. So well, the Big Ten championship game, Northwestern and Chicago. Uh, not Chicago, <laughs> Northwest. I think Northwestern is in Chicago actually. Um, Northwestern and Ohio State. That game was close, man. It was very close. Like it, it they Justin Fields struggled. Um, I think he was only twelve for twenty four. That's fifty percent, man. He yeah. had like t- two interceptions. Uh, one of them was in the end zone, which can be a drive morale depleting, you know, play. But I mean, Ohio State does have better athletes than Northwestern does. Northwestern played their fucking dick off, so that was pretty cool. But they pulled away um, at the end. Uh, basically, all these people who've been sucking Justin Fields' dick since he left Georgia showed exactly why he left Georgia in the first place. He could not get it done in the air. Um, mm-hmm. their, Trey Sermon, dude. Uh, is it? Yeah, Trey Sermon. That, that's their running back, who I think was a transfer from Chester, Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Dude, he they fed him the ball the third quarter. Well, I mean, I mean he, he had just, like three three hundred nineteen yards rushing for the whole game. Anyways. Yeah, because yeah, Northwestern ridiculous. could not stop the run at, yeah. by by any means, but they were tearing them up in the air, but they could not stop the run. No. And you know, they just pulled ahead. I mean, I was watching the the Twitter. I I didn't I didn't watch the game. 100%, but I was watching the live Twitter feeds and people were just like, run the damn ball! Run right. the damn ball! So <laughs> sound like, It sounded like Georgia fans, for sure. Yeah. but And it was always that Leanne Tooley meme from the blind side, run the damn ball! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, the moral of the story here is that Ohio State fucking sucks. Ohio State struggled against Northwestern and was able to outlast Northwestern. And, you know, yeah, they had a lot of players out for COVID and Ryan day probably had his worst coaching experience, uh, at Ohio state. Um, Justin Fields probably had his worst day at Ohio state. I mean, it was a perfect recipe for disaster and, uh, we'll get into the playoff rankings after we talk about championship weekend. But yeah, I mean, that game was, uh, the game was telling and, uh, I have some opinions on that afterwards, so we'll get into that. What's what's the next game we got? Uh, next game, which actually should have been should have been uh, uh, Iowa State's. I mean, they had some big mistakes in there. I mean, Oklahoma beat them by only six points. I mean, that was super super close. Yeah, and there that was someone 
some really bad officiating that I watched in that game. Mm-hmm. One in particular was a was a really crucial fourth fourth down for Iowa State. They were trying. You know, most teams that go forward on fourth are trying to get the defense to jump. Right. Well, Oklahoma jumped twice, and they didn't call shit. I mean, it was, I got up out of my fucking recliner and almost threw the beer can at the damn TV. Like, uh, two teams that I have nothing to do with, and no, in, no, no input, no, you know, loyalty to whatsoever. But they even showed a fucking, the, the, the camera, the angle of the, of the shot was down the line of scrimmage in between both offensive defensive line and on the other side you can see a fucking zebra line judge standing there watching it with the iowa state coach right behind him oklahoma jumps once neutral zone infraction nothing and then they're like what the mm-hmm. fuck offense is like dude we're talking we're they're not doing shit then the defensive guard the defensive tackle jumps a second time and touches the fucking center and they don't call it and i'm like what the fuck and at this point, Iowa State's coach is losing his shit. Oh, Rightfully yeah. so. Right to be. Yeah. Rightfully so. And I was just like, what the fuck? And then, you know, for that to happen, you know, and then Oklahoma ended up winning. Oklahoma struggled. You know, I know I, I got, I had oh, Iowa State in that game, and they played them tooth and nail, so it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, I had Iowa State as well in that game. I really thought they could pull it out because they've been doing pretty good, you know, most of the season. And it just seemed like they got hosed too many times in that game. And had they won, I think, you know, the conversation with the the playoff rankings might have been a little bit different. They still probably would have been on the outside looking in. But as conference champs and still top ten, they they might have made it made it more interesting for sure. Yeah. So, but the the next one, I can't help but laugh at this one. Um, Oregon and USC. That that one. <laughs> so that that was that was hilarious for, for y'all who don't know. Oregon wasn't even supposed to be there. No, they, they, uh, well, they only got in was, because that the, who was it? They were supposed. I think to play. it was Washington. Washington. Yeah, I think Washington. Washington had. It was. I think it was Washington, but whatever team it was had a COVID outbreak, so they had to forfeit the game. Well, the second in line in that division was Oregon, so Oregon, who didn't even qualify, goes there and then beats USC without even fucking yeah. needing, without even being there, and. Um, Aaron Feld, you know Aaron Feld, our old strength and conditioning yeah, oh yeah. coach. You know he's mm-hmm. the he's the head guy, the head strength and conditioning coach at uh, Oregon Mr. right mustache. now. He's got, got a badass mustache. His wife and him are from Alabama. You know they mm-hmm. they coached under Saban and Kirby and all that. Left with Kirby to go to Georgia, and then he went to Oregon. Um, follow him on uh, Instagram, and uh, he's always taking pictures of that damn Pac-12 championship trophy. And he's like, I saw the night after they're they're getting on the bus or the plane or whatever, and go back, go back home. And he's like, this, he's like, the pack remains with us. <laughs> and I was just like, y'all didn't even fucking get there. <laughs> so, I mean, that's cool. Uh, I know a lot of people um, said some stuff about like, what if JT was there? You know, still at USC. Oh uh, yeah, and, yeah. You know, you know that, but that that was just. You know that that had no playoff implications whatsoever. Um, no, it was just funny though. It was just really funny. It was funny. Now I did see one uh, one analyst, uh, and I'm, I don't remember which affiliate he is, but you know they do their mock playoffs and had fucking Oregon at sixth, and I'm like, what? Like, mm. what in the methamphetamine is this dude talking about? <laughs> like, they, they didn't even qualify. I mean, but it's whatever. You know, you don't you don't have to qualify for your fucking championship game to go to the playoffs. That's been apparent, you know, that's that precedent's always been set, so Yep. But who good good for the Ducks, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> definitely definitely keeping it interesting for sure in 2020 with that. That was uh that was pretty funny. Um then of course the one that was a little bit more surprising to me was how close the score was with the SEC championship with Florida and Alabama, but it you know, it looked like Florida was just kept getting lucky on some some, well, some plays here and there, but Bama seemed to pretty much own that game. So I was sticking up for Bama fans here at work and around town where I live and stuff. Everybody knows I live in Alabama. And uh, that game was not as close as the scoreboard indicated. Um, by, by my – from what I watched, 
that game should have been a three touchdown game instead of a one touchdown game. Yeah, uh, Florida was bailed out on some horrendous calls. Now, that was probably the most pass interferences I've ever seen. Rightfully so. I'm not saying that they weren't supposed to be called, but that's the most pass interferences I've ever seen on Alabama before in yeah, one game. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I notice, I, I do know that some most of those pass interferences were, they had no choice. You know, you have to rather take a 15-yard penalty or a touchdown. Right. Um, yeah, Because it was yeah. blown coverage all day long. And, listen, I don't watch a lot of Alabama football. I don't know their defensive scheme. But Dylan Moses, who is their 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 captain of their defense, line, middle linebacker, he got two pass interference calls on him. And I'm like, why the fuck is a linebacker lining up with a receiver? And that, that was my thing, too. Like, I, I didn't like, understand watching him. Why is he in coverage one-on-one with the receiver on the outside? I don't know. That, that like, was terrible. The dude's playing man coverage, not even zone right. coverage. Man yeah. coverage with a receiver. You're a linebacker. Your job is to knock someone's dick in the dirt, not fucking chase down a damn. That's what a defensive back's for. So I just, the whole game, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But well, not it to is mention, what it is. Yeah, not to mention there's a couple of fumbles in there. Well, supposed fumbles so, that ended up not, not uh, you know, going Alabama's way that, that clearly should have been. That's why I said that it should have been a three touchdown. So they won by a touchdown, but it mm. should have been a three touchdown game for Alabama because one of them was a fumble, uh, on the one yard line that they didn't call. I mean, it, it clearly rolled out of that receiver's hand on the one yard line and Bama picked oh, it yeah. up. Yep. And, and then there was another one where they sacked Trask, in the, you know, in the, within the five and, um, you know, they, he sacked, so Alabama sacked Trask, and he fumbled the ball, and it was recovered, but they called an offsides on the defensive end for Alabama, and I don't know how you can get an offsides when you have two fucking tight ends in motion. Yeah. Like, they're not even, the offense wasn't even set. <clears throat> so, I, I don't, it, and both of those plays resulted in a touchdown for Florida. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I will but, I will say that one you're talking about where the guy was lined up all sides it he he kind of was a little over the line but it wasn't it wasn't like clear as day to yeah. me that he was yeah well it was clear as day to me is I thought they were going to get a, a false start because they had two tight ends in motion and I was just right, like yeah. what the fuck is going on like you're are these people blind but it, I mean I'm everyone's better than officiating than the refs are so um, of course. But no, that game, man, like Florida, the thing is, is that Florida was starting to, starting to take a downward turn and the refs just kept them in that game. Just, they just kept giving them calls that got them in that game. Um, Mm -hmm. but they lost and Devontae Smith showed out, you know, now he's the front runner for the Heisman. Yeah, he should be. As he should be. First time since 91 and. Desmond Howard, re- receiver, you know, possibly one of the Heisman. Uh, what it did was is that it it there was a lot of issues with the rankings to begin with. We talked about last week where you know losing to a five loss LSU team at home on your senior night, you only dropped one point in the ranking. One and, point, yeah. And it, it it's. It's asinine, and we talked about it. You know, they wanted a top ten matchup for the SEC championship. Well, you get beat by Alabama. You're now a three loss. Cha- you're, you're a three loss team in the SEC. Which, by the way, now they're a three loss team according to SEC ranking bylaws. We are East co East champions with them. Um, right. So, so Florida, you didn't win the East by yourself. And uh, this is this is the best off. This is the best team that Dan Mullen has had in his tenure as a head coach between Mississippi state and Florida. And you will, he will not have that next year. Um, no, he's got no, a lot of players leaving. I mean, hell he's got his three fucking receivers are all leaving or opted out for the bowl game. So, and he, and he won't have his golden boy, Cal Trask there either. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with the quarterback situation. Well, Emory Jones is not the answer. Um, no, he hasn't been the all... answer for three years. 
Well, all they so, do is they put him in to run most of the time. I mean, he might try which, to attempt a pass once every four or five Yeah, but every every defense knows that's what's happening. Right. I mean, yeah. it, it's almost as dumb as when Kirby would rotate out fields. But Yeah, oh yeah. Same exact Um choice. But, that's, so, that game was a lot closer than it should have been. Um, Florida, in the final <laughs> rankings, didn't even drop a point. Yeah. They stayed a point, and it... It got me really pissed off uh, because they should be out of the top. They should have been out of the top ten two weeks ago. Should have been. And but they're that's the good old committee for you. Yeah, the that makes decisions that were I don't know. I don't know what they use to base their decisions off of, but it surely isn't any kind of logic. At least not any logic that we can figure out. Well, I know I have an idea of what it was, but that's what it is. <laughs> um. The there were plenty of other championship games, but the last one we really weren't surprised about. Uh, uh, Clemson beat the brakes off of Notre Dame. I mean, just yeah, them, which is not surprising. A big and game. you know, a lot of people were talking about Notre Dame didn't deserve to get in the playoffs if they lost like that. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I still think they need a shot. So, I mean, I told I mean, you, every... I told you last week that Clemson is going to adjust. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's what they did. Yeah. So. I mean, every team's going to have a bad game. It's, it's inevitable. It's the way that it goes. Notre Dame just may not have been firing on all cylinders on both sides of the ball, and and Clemson sure sure as hell was looking really good. So it just it was not a good not a good matchup. And maybe maybe Notre Dame can get it together and possibly pull an upset. I don't see it because they're playing Alabama. But no. Well, so now that we've covered the the the, can- the championships, I want to touch on. Some things that people don't really understand that are really, I guess, it, it, they don't look closely into it. But as of this weekend, Oklahoma has now won six straight Big 12 titles. Mm-hmm. Clemson has won six straight ACC titles. And Ohio State has won four straight Big 10 titles. Mm. Do you know what that tells me? No competition whatsoever in their, their Not, Not... Oh, not a single one. If your if your team constantly wins the championships of your conference over and over and over, you're not you're not a good conference. You're just the only good one in that conference, and it's very apparent because those teams go off to play in the playoffs and get butt fucked by some other team. So and what did the, wasn't it the ACC last year? Now correct me correct me if I'm wrong. I think last year was the seventh year. Where they had a different a different team from each division, like not each division, but the division opposite of Clemson. It's got to be a different team every single it, year. It had to have been the ACC because it's the same three teams playing in the Big Twelve championship every fucking year. Yeah. So it's either Texas, Baylor, or Oklahoma. That's it. Um, but there's no competition when when you in the last four years you've had three different SEC champions, three different teams. So, y'all, y'all want to talk about how y'all can compete and do all this stuff? Y'all come. Like, Kelly Mon even said it. So Texas A&M got screwed out of the playoffs. Um, I, there, there's arguments for it and against why they didn't get in, but he tweeted out his frustrations and he was just like, y'all, y'all other teams cannot play in our conference. Y'all wouldn't survive. And he's a hundred percent right. I mean, Oklahoma would be a four-loss team if they were in the SEC. No, I mean, no, yeah. Clemson would be minimum a two-loss team. You know, so there's just Ohio State wouldn't do shit. You know, but Ohio State doesn't have to do shit. No, I mean they they just coast through their their schedule every year, and they they well. I wouldn't say coast because they they lose to Purdue and stuff like that, you know, inexplicably every now and then. But yeah, I, I mean, it's just one of those things. When you look at when you look at the conference top to bottom, for the most part, with the SEC, it's is truly one of the hardest slates or the hardest slate really to go through, and you know, be like Alabama go through and be eleven and zero at the end of the season. I mean, hell, that's that's hard. That's really hard. Yeah, especially in the SEC. Yeah, that's really hard to do. I mean, I, I, mean I know. I can't imagine. I, I, I was just gonna say, I can't imagine how hard it must be for Ohio State to go six and zero. I mean, come on, that's barely. That's, doing, that's, that's big. Barely. Deal. 
Right. So, yeah. I mean, they're they're toughest games this year. Look, look, they beat some world beaters this year. Okay, they beat Indiana and they beat Northwestern. That's a oh, hell of man. a fucking. That's yeah. a hell of a resume if you ask, you know, the analysts that's sitting at ESPN's desk, who's getting paid by Disney to suck their fucking dick. So, right, yeah. I mean, it's just. And so I guess that's a good segue into the playoff rankings because Sunday was the final rankings of the year, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which really so, wasn't wasn't too surprising when you look at the results. No, uh, at least um, at least with the top four. But outside so, the top four is a little weird. Alabama one, Notre Dame or Clemson two, Notre Dame three or no, Alabama one, Clemson two, Ohio State three. Ohio State Notre, 3, Notre Dame Notre 4. Dame 4, right. Um, like I said, I, I don't think Notre Dame should be disqualified for being fourth. I think the only loss they had this year was to, to was, you know, Saturday against Clemson. Right. Uh, yep. People are arguing that it was a, a blowout, but I don't know. They they just let them, let them be in. They lost to the second-ranked team in the country, and it was the last game in their conference championship. I think that's good enough. That's a good enough strength of schedule and, a, and an eye test for me. Uh, mm-hmm. We all knew Alabama and Clemson were a shoe in, especially if if Clemson won this game, it would have been Clemson and Notre Dame again back in the championship. We already knew that. Now, mm-hmm. we also knew that undeservingly that Ohio State was going to get in to the playoffs. Um, a little upset they got in at third. Um, I don't know what the committee sees as a you know. An eye test for them, but well, yeah, you do. They're, they're a big, they're a Big Ten champion. I mean, they're they're they're, Big Ten they're a Big Ten champion that shouldn't even have gotten there in the first place. The rules keep changing for the Big Ten to allow their darling to go in. Hell, even Sunday morning during the fucking playoffs, the damn Big Ten or the the playoff selection, like the the final ranking selection, the damn Big Ten announced they're changing their COVID protocols so that from so the. the you, the player that's tested positive within the Big Ten program, a, a Big Ten program, has 21 days of protocol. That's isolation, testing, all this stuff. They have to sit out for 21 days. Well, they mm-hmm. changed it Sunday after they figured out where to fuck their team's going. Where They're like, okay, well, now we know that Ohio State's going to uh, a semifinal. We're going to change it from 21 days to 17 days so that their star receiver, who is currently COVID positive right now, is will be out of the pro two days. Well, his protocol will be ending, you know, surprisingly now two days before the semifinal game. I so mean, it's come just, on. that's, that's not, that's not so that's, surprising. I mean, they, they've been bending the rules all year for Ohio that. State yeah. That is the stuff. third time blatant third time this year that that fucking conference has changed the rules so they can fucking play. First, they were like, we're not going to play. Then they changed their mind. Then they're like, well, you need to win six games to qualify for your championship game. Well, then they changed and, their uh-huh. mind, and now yep. they're shortening Five. the COVID protocols so that they can have the major the, the their star players qualify for the you know. God forbid, there's you know three hundred thousand people dying from this fucking virus, but you know what? Let's let's make Ohio State easier to go into the fucking playoffs so they can get literally butt fucked again by Clemson. I mean, that's okay. It's, I, 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 you know, I, I would love. I'm, I'm just gonna say, like, I, I that matchup's gonna be great. Um, I'm I'm ready to see Clemson do that to them because they're going to get what they deserve. I mean, truly. I mean, they, well, they should I mean, be in there in the first place, but it's going to be nice year, to see that not pay off. Every year. So I've got my issues with the college football playoffs, um, and I'll get into that a little bit later. But I'm tired of seeing the same three to four to five teams in the top four. I'm tired of seeing straight out blowout games in the semifinals and then a, a somewhat good matchup of – Alabama and Clemson playing for the 1900th million time in a, in a national championship game. Um, yeah. It's more I of mean, the same. I, I don't like the committees. I, the first, the problem is, is that you have people in charge with the committee. Mm-hmm. Um, those people are biased. Scott Strickland is biased. You know, Kevin Warren is biased. You know, those, those, those people are, you have biases. You know, people flaw the, the the BCS all they want, but it was a computer algorithm that chose the four, the you know, the two best teams. Well, I can pay my fucking taxes online in the year 2020, but you can't pick a fucking football team to play each other? Like, I don't understand it. it 
if and, and I'm all I think the playoff committee should just be completely abolished. And we well, start with something because they else. have they have people on there have no business being on a, a playoff. You've committee got because they're not they don't have people with the football background even. You've making, got Condoleezza. You got you had Condoleezza Rice in the previous years. You have a joint chief of staff right now. I yeah. mean, f- for the Pentagon. I mean, these people don't. You have athletic directors for 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 schools that are actively trying to fight in the playoffs this year. Scott Strickland. Right. But. Had no business voting on any of it. No. Or at least not Florida, I mean, but, yeah. And so you either abolish the playoff committee or you – this – you need – they need to start having the discussion of possible expansion. Um, you have to. You have to. I, I mean, minimum you need an 18. 18 playoff. And, you know, the argument is like, well, we don't want to watch a 9-1 and Cincinnati go up against – you know, Clemson and get fucked. I'm like, yeah, but well, I don't want to watch the same damn matchup year in and year out. Yeah, anyway. that's exactly anyway. right. I don't want to watch point. Clemson and, and Ohio State play each other for three years in a fucking row. I don't want to play. I don't want to see Alabama and fucking Clemson play five years in a row. I want to see fucking Cincinnati and Notre Dame play each other. I want to see fucking Oklahoma and fucking Michigan play each other. Well. That ain't gonna happen. Not, well, but, no. <laughs> you know, but I want to, and you know what pisses me off is that not only is Florida a three-loss team, and we talked about it earlier today, that they didn't drop out of the top ten. They got beat by Alabama, making them a three-loss team. They didn't even drop, so they're now seventh. Well, you now have three three-loss teams that got invited to a New Year's Six Bowl, and fucking Coastal Carolina didn't even break the top ten. They didn't even get yeah, invited that, to a fucking uh, a New Year's Six. It's complete bullshit. Yeah, Coastal Carolina might got might have gotten fucked if they played a Power Five team, but goddamn it, I want to watch that game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, you want you you know that they have the weapons to be able to pull an upset, and they they deserve to be in a game like that because they've been they haven't lost a game all year. Yeah, and you know, I mean, and now they, they go the conference game, but you know, they go to their they're now they're going to their their bowl game, and I don't know what. XYZ Bowl, it's called. There's a thousand fucking bowls this year. But they're playing Liberty, which is the game that got canceled. That they ended yeah, up swapping yeah, out right. with fucking... They ended up swapping that game with BYU. And yep. now they're playing Liberty, you know? Yeah, so, that's just so funny, kind of... Well, I guess funny how that how that come back around to, to get that matchup again. But I'd like to see, like, a Coastal Carolina play, like, Texas A&M. Yeah. You know, that would yeah. have been a fun game to watch. But no, you got... You know, these out-of-touch assholes that are sitting around in these hotel convention rooms watching these fucking games, deciding on what they think they know is the best. I mean, they're like Congress for football. They don't know what the fuck the people <laughs> want. <laughs> they are. They don't. They're so out-of-touch with what people want. And there's yeah, they're, oh, they're clear, they're clear biases that's going on with everything. So, either abolish the playoff committee or fucking expand the playoffs hell i want to see a 16 game playoff or a 16 that, team playoff that's what i want to see yeah yes. yeah that'd be that'd be super nice but i mean you know man money, money talks and it always has especially with college football I, I hate that it's starting to taint the sport of college football man because it it used to be nice to see these people get in and do their thing at least with the bcs people had something to play for week in and week out but i mean when you're when you're limiting it to four teams and you got a team that can't possibly make the playoffs they, that, that's why we're seeing so many opt-outs and stuff like that. These kids don't even want to play because the bowl game's meaningless and all that. Yeah, and guys, you man. so just, and we talked earlier this year on like the toxicity of of uh, Georgia fans and our fan base and stuff like that. And it's for the same for the third year straight we go to a New Year's Six Bowl. We go to two Cotton Bowls or two Sugar Bowls, and now we're going to the Peach Bowl. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. I've been calling it for two months. Georgia and Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl. You're welcome. Yeah. I know what the yeah. fuck I'm talking about. Anyways, <laughs> uh, maybe you yeah. should be on the committee. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll. Uh, no, I'm, I, don't, I don't even want to. I don't even want to fucking be with that shit. <laughs> Anyways, um, fuck. What was I talking about? Georgia and Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, opt outs. Um, yeah. So this is now the third year we have to deal with this shit. You know, and we have toxic fans that are like. Playoff or bust. National championship or bust. You know, 2017 was the best year in Georgia football history, besides winning the national championship before both you and I were even born. But, right. yep. um, 
you know, 2017 was a great year, but it also ruined our fans. It ruined our fan base. Because now, every single year, which we haven't, we didn't make it to the playoffs or we didn't make it to the national championship. And, we only, and we've made it to the SEC championship twice out of those three years. Um, and we go to bowl games that all of our elite player, elite junior and seniors opt out of so they can go and get their draft and go get their money. Hey, power to them. Those kids need to go get paid. You're some retard on Twitter who's tweeting at them saying that, fuck you, you should return your scholarship. You're an idiot, and you probably are a janitor or something, and you're not really, you know, meaningful at life. But what that does is it, it, if everybody wants this perception that, you know, Georgia has nothing to fight for, and all their players are opting out, and Cincinnati just got fucked out of a fucking playoff spot, they're coming angry. Last year, Baylor coming angry. The year before that, yeah. Texas coming angry. So it puts us in a bad bind, you know. And uh, that's what happened two years ago. Georgia didn't want to be in that fucking football game, no, and Texas had everything they wanted to prove, and they beat they beat Georgia. Yeah. And they were like, "Well, y'all fucking suck." Well, Kirby fixed that last year against Baylor, and I hope he fixes it this year against Cincinnati. No, I definitely don't want to lose to a, a group of five team in a bowl game like that, man. I, that's, that's, that's Auburn. pride right there, man. Auburn. Yeah. Auburn. Yeah, Auburn. Auburn and UCF. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Auburn, y'all, you, your fan, y'all's football team is the reason why that whole fake national championship bullshit was a thing. If y'all had handled your fucking business and beat that oh, team like yeah, you should have, yeah. we would have never had this fucking narrative, okay? So, whatever. Yeah, that, yeah. And that's a that's a little bit of a sore subject for me. Of course, Auburn Auburn consistently messes up when they they should handle things too. So, yeah, well, it but, is what it is with that. Yeah, but kind of kind of keeping on the trend with Auburn, that kind of goes where we wanted to go next and and talk about the the mess that is their their wonderful coaching search they were trying to go through. Well, which they they finally settled on somebody not named Kevin Steele, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, and this guy, I mean, he came out of nowhere as as far as like the the radar. Um, you know, I, I, it was, at first it was um, Steve Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian was like, nope, and he mm-hmm. did not. I mean, he he just flat out refused the interview and, and renegotiated his contract with Alabama. And then, you know, stop stop Steele was trending on Twitter from Auburn fans because they didn't want anything to do with Kevin Steele being the coach. Um, Bill Napier said no. Um, Cristobal signed a, an Chris extension. Signed with, no, yeah, yeah. Signed an extension with Oregon, so he didn't go. And it was like, I mean, at this point, the, the the coaching landscape of college football is desolate, and you didn't have anybody to think of. Well, they pulled it out last night. They got um, what's his first name? Shit, I lost. Brian. 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 Brian Harson, yeah. the Boise State coach. Boy, I tell you what. That is a very whelming hire in my eyes. I'm not overwhelmed and I'm not underwhelmed. I'm just whelmed. Yeah, that's I'm, just that is. I mean, that is that is keeping it even keeled all the way across the board. Yeah, I mean, he went six. He went 69 and 19 at uh, Boise State. Won three out of the last five Mountain West championships. That I guess that's great, dude. You know what yeah. his buy, You know what his buyout was at Boise State. Fifteen dollars? I don't know. Two hundred grand. Two hundred grand, damn. That's a fucking steal. I mean, he's probably making three hundred thousand as a head coach at Boise State. And Maybe, yeah. He'll not. he'll probably he's not gonna he he damn sure is not gonna make as much money as uh six point eight million a year. No, I, I bet after incentives and all that kind of stuff over there, he'll end up he'll end up at the end of the end of next season roughly between like two, half. two and a half. I think like he'll that. be half of what Gus had. He's yeah. definitely gotta be higher than Steel. Steel probably may I think Steel makes about one point nine. So Well hell um, after that after that buyout, Auburn must have been super happy they didn't have to try and do anything hell yeah. half a million they, dollars, man. They they're paying Gus like crazy. Yeah, and I just don't know, man. I mean, that's a very meh record, 69-19. Um, I just – his biggest problem that he's going to have is that he is not a Southerner. He has no ties to the South. He has no ties to the SEC. He is going to have to put together one hell of a recruiting team. Yeah. 
because yeah, and I don't know how much experience he has recruiting in in the South either. Uh, that's that's gonna be something no. He, that's gonna be a little well, he doesn't have any too. in the South. He's he's a he's he's from out west, you know. So yeah. he's never, as far as I'm, as far as I know, he's never even stepped foot in the South, you know, to, as a resident. So yeah, you're already you're already, you're now taking over a program that already struggles by keeping up with Georgia and Alabama recruiting out of your own state. And you got Clemson and you got the Florida teams. We're all taking, you know, every year it's Texas, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, and California. Those are the five teams or five states that produce produce the most elite of the elite five-star talent every year. And so you want, you want to know something kind of, kind of funny you know i didn't think he had coached in the south i just looked this up a second ago he actually was head coach for one year at arkansas state you know who who he took over for gus gus my god for for one he was there for one year at arkansas state but well uh, he so he took it over after him for sure so i want auburn fans that are happy about this to realize that brian harsons is not chris peterson no he, and he will not be. He was the offensive coordinator when Chris Peterson was there in that legendary year they beat uh, Oklahoma in the 07 Fiesta Bowl. But he is not Chris Peterson. He's what, so, like the, the great value Chris Peterson? In yeah. So, <laughs> And then I'm hearing all this stuff like, well, can we can we change our, our turf to blue or orange? Oh and God. listen, y'all, if y'all don't know this, Auburn is an agriculture school, and they are very – very happy with their real turf and they they are not going to let that fly at all and plus all the real college football teams play on real dirt so that's what it is yeah yeah so it'll be interesting to see see how he how he fares down there at auburn because he's he's going to have one one hell of a tough slate because he plays Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, like all those big schools year every year, year out, every single year, every year. I mean, so, this dude's getting paid. This dude's getting paid a very small amount of money to get fucking butt whooped like that <laughs> in a yeah. whole year. Well, so, he'll probably happily take those L's for a little bit while he's getting making like ten times more money than he was at Boise State. Oh yeah, he's probably rolling in the cat. And plus, you know what? His wife is smoking hot, so I guess that's a <laughs> constellation prize i guess i don't know yeah well so we'll we'll see what happens there i mean it seems like their their mess at least for now is kind of in a holding pattern the gut the gust bust was is broken down somewhere outside of auburn and he just he's laughing to the bank with that ten and a half million that he's getting right up front so 28 28 million you know to go or no 20 22 million to go with so yeah so I mean, yeah. it's we'll we'll see what happens with Auburn going forward. It'll be interesting for sure. Um, and kind of keeping keeping with the trend of craziness that's going on. I I, I just saw a couple of days ago all the all the mess that Tennessee's going into, and that that's even yeah. before NCAA is getting involved. Well, so I thought it was really really weird that Jared. Guantanamo Bay, whatever you pronounce his last name, <laughs> um, quarterback for them that he, – he's not been good. He has been inconsistent his entire tenure at Tennessee. They play – ten years he's been there? Yeah, he, is, he has been there a while. Yeah. But uh, he um, – they played Texas A&M. I think that was a noon game Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think they were back in Knoxville. Or did they play in Knoxville? I don't know. The, uh, it, I think they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was like an hour later he was in the transfer portal, and yeah. then, um, and then the news about the NCAA uh, investigation was happening, and now the rumor is is that Jared's father handed over text messages and emails to the NCAA compliance office about paying for players, including mm-hmm. Mims, who we. Uh, offense five star offensive tackle that we or it's a five star tackle I can't remember yeah uh, he's the top tackle of the class um, for the twenty twenty one ranking um, but it 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 alleges that Tennessee tried to pay him and he mm-hmm. still went to Georgia yeah 
So, which tells me that y'all are broke and we can afford people better than y'all can. So, well, hold on. What's that? What's that thing they say every time they get somebody they think that other schools won? They say what? Like big, big bank beat little bank or something like that. Some stupid. Big, well, I just hear that we have better bag men, and I just y'all are all poor. So, I, I love it when Texas A and M and Texas says it, and I'm like, excuse me. Y'all make way more money than us, and you suck. I mean, look at it. Every year, Texas has a top 10 recruiting class every year, yep. and they fucking suck. It's because they pay yep. their fucking players, okay? Everybody pays their players. It's just as simple as that. You mean but, it doesn't have anything to do with uh, Tom Herman at all? Well, no. Tom Herman does suck. And Tom Herman <laughs> is a fucking douche canoe. He's the biggest douche rocket in football. But, yes, Consistently every yeah. year, they have a very good recruiting class, and it's because of cha-ching. Now, I'm not saying it's like Transams and gold fucking or briefcases full of cash, but it's there. I mean, yeah, I know. Is, is, is there I know when uh, who? Oh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, we got a rec- we got a receiver out Jackson Meeks, um, Meeks yeah. out of Phoenix City, Alabama, and mm-hmm. the news broke that his mom bought him a car on signing day so he can drive from Phoenix city to Athens, which Phoenix city is on the east side of Alabama, central east side of Alabama. It's probably about an hour or two away from Columbus, I think. Um, so it's not too far from Georgia, but it's a, it's a, it's, it's a close enough drive where he can drive. So she bought him a car and everybody's like, well, fucking Georgia bought him a fucking car. On signing day, than that. I mean, he got God. a Chevy Malibu, bro. We're fuck. We Nolan Smith's driving around a Ford Raptor. You think we're giving away Chevy Malibus? Uh, a Malibu? No. Come Where on. Where the f- fuck you think we are? South Carolina? Like, come on. <laughs> we give we give out Challengers and Chargers, okay? And yeah. God forbid, you know, a lot of people want to throw that race around. God forbid an African American woman has a fucking job and can fucking afford to buy her her son a car. You know, it's just like with Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith has a Ford Raptor because his parents are doctors, both of them. So whatever. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely have the money, but I mean, yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be kind of fun to see this uh, dumpster fire kind of blaze even more because there, I think there's gonna be some more stuff that comes up. I mean, it's it's interesting that the, the Tennessee stepping in to do an internal investigation right now of, of everything that's going on, and they said that. I did read something a little bit earlier that said that uh, Fulmer may not even have any kind of say whatsoever on if, if Pruitt stays or goes. So, well, I saw something where Pruitt said he's coming back next, or Fulmer said Pruitt's coming back next year, which is good for all of us. But um, he's the athletic director. How does he not have control? I, I think it would be you know people up higher than him. Oh, um, so the boosters and the yeah, board. So it'd be, it, it, oh, by uh, the way, by the way. Brian Harson, welcome to that bullshit fuckery you're about to encounter with the board of trustees at Auburn. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, that'll, know, that'll be a lot of fun. You know, uh, y'all have Yellowwood wood out where you're from? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the guy who started that company went to Auburn. The business school's named after him. He's worth $900 million. He's the richest person in the state, mm-hmm. and he's, he's on the board at Alabama. Or at the board of armor, that dude is a nightmare. And rumor is, is when Pat died, died recently. Pat died was the only person that could keep that dude in check, and now he's just flying off the fucking hip. So Ooh, have boy. fun, have fun with that shit, man. But that's no. not the only. That's not the only uh, NCAA violation rules that happened this week. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. there were uh, there were some others. Um... Can't think of what school it was. Oh, Florida. Oh, imagine that. Oh, my God. Imagine that. You know what? Hold on. Hold on. Dan Mullen is such a good recruiter. I'm air quoting the fuck out of that for y'all who's just listening to this. Um, I saw Saturday Down South made a tweet on National Signing Day that they've never seen more kids leave the state of Florida unless it was under hurricane evacuation. That's how bad. (laughs) That's how bad that motherfucker cannot recruit. Okay. Um. And for you to suck so bad at recruiting and you still get a recruiting violation, wow, bro. You are terrible. 
So what happened was Dan Mullen uh, got a got a one year back, bro, one hit on one year probation, a five thousand dollar fine, which mm-hmm. you can you can tack that on to his inciting a riot fine that he did earlier in this year, um, and he got a one year show cause violation for the NCAA. Uh, mm-hmm. Something about a um, uh, what's the what's the term they used? Improper. Uh, it sounds worse than what it is, but improper contact with a recruit. Um, my understanding, it was a, it was during the COVID times. So, mm-hmm. so player, so coaches couldn't do in-home visits with these players because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dan apparently went to Seattle and said, fuck it. I'm gonna do it anyways. And didn't get the guy either. Um, but, uh, yeah, he got hit for that. And, um, listen, I don't, I don't know if it was Dan Mullen or if his wife, you know, fucking the, the, the recruit or something. I don't know. You know she likes to fuck the kids. That's what I was about to say. I, I, I was yeah, like, was this really his doing? I mean, she's the one that has the most improper contact with any of the players I mean, slash recruits or whatever. So Mullen re- sucks at recruiting, and his wife really sucks at recruiting, if you yeah. know what I mean. So, <laughs> but, uh, and that, you yeah, know, we're not, we're not just bullshitting this here. We're not just two Georgia fans who hate Mullen uh, and hate Georgia, well, because we, we do. We but are. But. There's, there's literally an Insider Edition article about his wife having improper contact with their football players at Mississippi State and Florida. Like, I mean, you can you can pretty much find it anywhere on Google you want to. I mean, it's basically like, sexual harassment. It is. Yeah. It's, if, it, if the it, tables are turned, it'd definitely be Mullen in the in the. Oh god, yeah. god god yeah. Oh yeah, totally. But I just I just find it funny that for someone who's not that good, I mean, this is one of the worst recruiting classes that Florida's had. I mean, Miami took more people from them than than you know they got. I mean, because we had a lot of players come out of. A lot of players come out of Georgia, or a lot of players from Florida go to Georgia and Alabama and Clemson and all these other, you know. And Florida's just sitting there like, I guess, fuck it, we'll suck, you know. So, but I, I, it, yeah. it's astonishing, and it's not, you know. Well, he, it, he's an ass clown. He showed his fucking ass during the SEC championship game, um, when his damn defender threw down their the Alabama sitter and then stepped on his fucking knee and now he's out for the season and then uh-huh. while and then so obviously that's going to piss the players off well he comes running out there starting picking fights with Alabama players and I'm just like dude for the it's like the sixth time this year you've shown your ass and I was he he is just he's an embarrassment he's always been he an embarrassment is, but I actually think he'll fire Tiger Anthem this I think after the damn Cotton Bowl. I think Ty Grantham's finally uh, going to get he, fired. Yeah, he, sh- he should. He should. And No, I he, want him to stay there as much as he can. But oh, I do I do too because he makes their defense terrible. Uh, um, they're, they're, they're good enough 70% of the time, but the 30% they're awful is when they, they get their ass beat. So, so uh, keeping in line with Florida. I got, I got into a little bit of trouble this weekend on Twitter. Mm, what would you do? Um, Scott Strickland blocked me on Twitter. For all you don't know, for all you don't know, Scott Strickland is the athletic director for Florida. He's also and he's also on the college football playoff committee. Yes, which is so the I, committee that I, selects which team goes what. I can't imagine what you could have done. Well, I just said that the reason why Florida is still a top ten matchup is because Scott Strickland has dick sucking lips, and the rest of the committee is well serviced. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he probably he probably learned what he did from Megan Mullen anyways. But I'm surprised that Kevin Warren hasn't blocked me either. He's the Big Ten commissioner. Um, I tweeted at him this weekend and said that uh, your conference is a joke and you need to step down from it. But I digress. <laughs> so it is what it is. I'm gonna. Sh- that's the whole reason why we have this podcast is because I'm gonna talk shit and that's what we're gonna do. <clears throat> Maybe we should have a uh, a running tally or at least a, a list of all the people that, f- that you've been blocked from. Well, listen, blocked uh, by on so Twitter. because of this podcast has really ignited my Twitter usage lately because I've never been a type of Twitter. I've had my Twitter account for God, seven, eight years, but I never did anything with it. I never tweeted, don't follow nobody. And I've been ramped up pretty big. You know, because it's podcast throughout the season, so I am tweeting at people. That is the first person to block me on Twitter. So, um, I think that was a good one. I think I'm going to keep a list. I'll, I'll I'll keep a list so that way we can uh, we can go week to week. If there are any new people to add, we can add it on there and just kind of well, see how big the list gets. 
put uh put Kirk Herbstreet on that list because I'm coming for your ass. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not that's not surprising at all. I don't. I don't I'm coming. For... I'm coming for you, Kirk. <laughs> and your bullshit. Oh man. Yeah. I think that's all we got, man. Yeah, that's that, that about does it for another week. I mean, we uh, we've got a little bit. A little bit more coming up here. A few more bowl games coming up that we can talk about next week, and whatever news breaks with something, something's inevitably going to happen. Somewhere. Yeah, and in between, we're going to try we're going to try some new stuff and tweak out some more little mini episodes, like five or ten minute long, you know, like updates of what's going on throughout the. Because you know, you know, we have all this stuff planned for what we want to talk about, and then so many things break every day in the world of college football that you know. You either don't have enough to compile it into one episode, or we just completely miss it. Like, we could say what we want to say, and then, oh, look, tomorrow, Brian Harsons is fired from Auburn, like a Mike Price situation. And then, you know, yeah, we yeah. don't, yeah. So, we're, 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 we're going to try out some new stuff and try to keep content flowing a little bit. Um, but we appreciate y'all. Uh, we appreciate everybody's uh, feedback, um, criticism. Uh, donations we've gotten some donations um yeah absolutely uh, uh we do have a venmo set up um it's at fve podcast um not not required but greatly appreciated because everything that is donated to us goes right back into our podcast resources um mm-hmm. now this this donation was for beer for the podcast but uh that's a that's a that's a resource I can self fund. So yeah. um, yeah. we're gonna we're I mean, gonna upgrade. We, we wanna we wanna constantly upgrade, or at least at least as much as possible, upgrade everything that we can to make this better long in the long run, so that we can get you know we're, better quality bullshit out of you. We're guys. just two dudes who don't know what the fuck we're doing. We just talk yeah, really loud about football, so we're just trying to figure it out as it, we yeah. go. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, tell them where they can find us on our socials. So the socials at FVE podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, um, there will guaranteed there will be more, um, hot takes and bullshit coming out of those for sure. And, uh, yeah, just a lot more fun. Hopefully we can attract more, more people to listen to us that way. And of course, as always, we're on anchor.fm slash FVE podcast or football versus everybody, excuse me. And on Google podcasts, And yeah, just just get us out there. Tell tell everybody about us. Tell your tell your mom about us. I know she would love to listen to this. Tell your uh, tell your grandmother. Yeah, I'll, she, I'll give her I'll give her a shout out. So yeah, yeah she probably she probably love to hear hear all the stories about he Megan said Mullen and, he said that Scott Strickland had dick sucking lips. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> it is what it is. All right, yeah, we're out of here. We're out of here, y'all. <laughs> y'all y'all have a good Christmas. We're uh. We'll be back with some uh, updates. We got bowl season. We're in bowl season now, so we had a bowl game today. We had bowl games yesterday. We got bowl games tomorrow. We got bowls until the end of the year. So we'll we'll keep y'all up to speed with it. All right, we'll see you guys later. Peace.